0: Going Linux, Episode 340, Security on Linux. Welcome to the Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux. We hope that you'll find this and all of our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, Linux security. Well, it is just you and me today. Bill is scared having continued issues with his internet service provider and is not able to record with us today. So you there with the earbuds or the iPod or the phone or listening on your car stereo speakers, however you listen to the podcast, we're going to be talking about Linux security, just you and me. And we've covered some of these security topics before, and I'll have links to our existing articles in the show notes. Some of the topics are new or have been in my book, Using Ubuntu Mate and Its Applications, link in the show notes, and still others we haven't covered before but may just end up in the Ubuntu Mate guide you'll find provided with Ubuntu MATE 18.04, scheduled for release later this April. Where we need examples, we'll use them from Ubuntu MATE, but most other distributions of Linux will be similar, if not identical, in the way they handle these security issues. Many distributions of Linux operating system are more secure and better supported than the operating systems pre-installed on most home computer hardware today, Linux is backed by many large corporations as well as independent developers and users, many of whom are focused on ensuring and improving the security that's built into the operating system. The built-in updater provided with many Linux distributions provides security updates for both its software applications and the operating system itself. Vulnerabilities are patched more quickly and are delivered automatically and more frequently than the two most popular desktop operating systems. For the most part, Linux is designed to make it difficult for viruses, rootkits, and other malware to be installed and run without conscious intervention by you, the user. Linux users are not administrators by default. Administrators, or root users on any computer system, have permission to do anything they want, including doing damage to the system. So to be extra secure, most Linux distributions require you to provide your administrator password to install or run programs as root, every single time. Unlike operating systems that update only once a month, most Linux distributions receive updates continuously. The updates include security patches for the operating system and its installed applications and are all provided on the same frequent schedule. This ensures that you have the latest protection for all of your computer's software as soon as it's available. So let's get started with some basic security guidelines for Linux. Canonical lists just over 30 Linux viruses and worms in its published malware list. In contrast, there are about 140,000 viruses for Windows and probably more by now. So if you dual boot with Windows, run Windows in a virtual machine, use Wine, or simply share files with Windows using friends, scan the files for viruses. That's guideline number one. Number two, enable the software firewall if it isn't already. And if there isn't one installed, go ahead and install one. Next, keep your system updated. Updates are automatic on most Linux distributions, and you should be letting them run as soon as they're available. Next, use strong passwords on everything. And use a secure password manager to store them. Next, make backups regularly. And next, install software only from trusted sources, like on Ubuntu Mate, the software boutique, or the software repositories for your Linux distribution. Next, use security-related plugins for your internet browser that protect your data, credentials, and privacy. And finally, use your common sense. The biggest security threat is generally found between the keyboard and the chair. We'll have a link to more security guidelines in our show notes. A moment ago I mentioned backup, so let's dig into the backup utility that's provided with you guessed it, Ubuntu Mate. Many Linux distributions come pre-installed with a backup utility, like the one provided by Ubuntu Mate, and it's called Deja DejaDoop. The application is found in the control center on Ubuntu Mate and similar distributions by clicking on the system menu, then control center, and then backups reinstalling an operating system again after something goes horribly wrong is annoying at best but losing your photographs emails and personal documents can be a devastating loss of priceless irreplaceable valuables backing up the information on your hard drive on a regular basis is critical for anyone who uses a computer routinely you have spent hours on end producing the information that's on your hard drive You should routinely backup at least your new data files on a weekly basis. Data files include databases, documents, spreadsheets, anything you have imported or downloaded or created on your hard drive is a data file. If you are prepared to restore from a backup, then you're far more secure. It is important to make backups right before performing certain risky operations like upgrading to a new operating system version, moving a large number of files around, deleting files and folders, and things like that. Deja dupe even lets you automate your backups to make it even more convenient and safe for you. In the event that your computer has a digital disaster or you're concerned that it has an infection... Having backups will ensure that you can restore your files to a known, previously good state. So, how do you know what and where to backup? Well, years ago, the only realistic way to perform a backup on a home computer was to save the data onto CDs, DVDs, zip drives, jazz drives, or worse still, floppy disks. Today, your best option is to use online storage or an external hard drive. The main point here is to make backups to hardware devices. If you don't have a network-attached storage drive on your home network, you can readily purchase an external drive with multiple terabytes of storage capacity or even an inexpensive portable USB external drive with a terabyte or more of storage large enough to hold the data from most computers' hard drives today. On a typical recordable CD, you can store only 700 megabytes of information, while DVDs can store up to 8 gigabytes. Blu-ray discs are a more recent type of optical media, uh, and they can hold up to 50 gigabytes of data. With the size of files these days, you might get one or two video files on a DVD, If you have a file that's larger than 700 megabytes, like a moderately sized LibreOffice Impress presentation file, or a writer document with graphics, an ordinary CD has no hope of holding even one whole file for you. When backing up data files, it's not always necessary to back up every single file you have on your hard drive, although it's a good idea to do that monthly. On most Linux distributions, few files, if any, outside of your home folder need to be backed up at all. If a disaster were to happen and you lost your computer or your hard drive, for most people, you could simply reinstall the operating system and your applications in well under an hour, then restore the backed up contents of your home folder. Your home folder contains the information that you have created yourself, including your mail file, and the settings and preferences for most of your applications. If you have a home network, you may be lucky enough to own a multi-terabyte hard drive accessible to any computer on the network. Large external files have become so inexpensive that it is wise to include an external hard drive in your budget when you're buying a new computer. Instead of being stored on your computer's hard drive, the files you copy to an external or networked drive are stored safely off of your computer. That way, if something happens to your computer's internal hard drive, or if you have your laptop stolen, all of your files are safely stored on an external device at home. An equivalent to a network drive, well, sort of, is an online off-site storage like Dropbox, box google drive or spider oak the advantage to this kind of backup is that your files are stored on the internet even if the worst were to happen and you lost everything to a fire or flood your backups would be safe and if you copy your files to online storage you will also likely be able to access them from another computer a tablet or a smartphone if you need to and perhaps the easiest way to ensure that you make your backups regularly is to automate the process using the backup software that comes pre-installed with most Linux operating systems. At least monthly, you should make a complete backup of everything, either by using the backup software or by simply copying to a second hard drive or network drive. Linux applications such as the pre-installed Ubuntu Mate backup solution Dup can automate these backups for you. You do this so that you have a disaster recovery copy of all of your files. From a disaster recovery copy, you could restore your entire home folder to the condition it was in at the time of your last backup. If you do a complete backup monthly, the worst case is that you would have to restore less than a month's worth of additional data from your incremental Data backups. Incremental backups contain only what's changed since your last full backup. We have a link to more on backups in our show notes. Another security feature of Linux is the software updater utility provided with many Linux distributions. The software updater available from the Ubuntu Mate welcome application or from Ubuntu Mate's menus, by clicking on System Administration Software Updater, is the update manager for your system. The software updater periodically checks to see if new software and security updates are available for your computer. In most cases, the updates are for your operating system, all of its components, and most if not all of the installed applications. This ensures that you have the latest updates and protection for all of your computer's software as soon as it's available, not just once a month like other operating systems. After you launch the software updater from the menus, if updates are available, the application lists the updates and asks if you want to install them now. Click Install Now to begin the download. A dialog box appears to confirm when the update is completed. On most Linux systems, the software updater is running in the background automatically and on many of those systems you can control how frequently the system checks for updates and which, if any, updates get installed automatically without your intervention. Note as well that on many Ubuntu distributions, like Ubuntu Mate, when the operating system can't install all of the updates and upgrades at once, you'll see an option to perform a partial upgrade. You should normally choose that option, then restart if required, and check for additional updates right away using the software updater. You have control over when and how software updates occur. Use the Settings button on the updater screen or from the menus, choose System, Administration, Software and Updates, and then select the Updates tab. These are your options for controlling updates on Ubuntu Mate. You can choose from options to install updates categorized as important, recommended, unsupported, or any combination of those updates. You can have the updater automatically check for updates every day, every two days, every week, every two weeks, or turn off automatic checking altogether. You can have the updater automatically download and install security updates, download but not install them, or simply display the updates so that you can choose whether to download and install. For other updates, other than security updates, you can choose to display available updates as soon as they're available, every week, or every two weeks. You can choose to be notified whenever there's a new release of Ubuntu Mate. Only when there's a long-term support release or never. It's your choice. And now, the final topic on security that we'll cover in this episode, it's definitely not the only other security provision provided by Linux, is firewalls. I mentioned this earlier. Ubuntu Mate's firewall configuration utility is called GUFW. GUFW, if I remember correctly, is the GNOME Uncomplicated Firewall. And on Ubuntu Mate, you find it in the control center, listed as Firewall Configuration. And that provides you an uncomplicated way to manage your firewall settings. The firewall is not enabled by default in Ubuntu Mate because, by default, Ubuntu Mate does not open ports to the outside world. If you do choose to enable the firewall, and if you are a normal user, you'll be safe with these settings. Select On as the status, Deny as the setting for Incoming, and Allow as the setting for Outgoing. No need to set the firewall to auto-start. After you change the settings, they will remain in place until you change them again. And those are just some of the areas that Linux provides security for its users. It's designed to make it difficult for malware and other intrusions to infect your computer. Backups are generally built in and can be automated. The software is updated automatically and includes updates for both the operating system and, at the very least, the applications that are provided with the distribution, and those that are installed through the software manager. And a firewall, if not provided with your distribution, is easily installed, and if it's not turned on by default, can easily be enabled. That's it. Our next episode will be listener feedback Until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast Google Plus community. Until next time, thanks for listening.